Hey, 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 I'm back again with another part of the Daily Lesson Framework. So if you have not already listened to the Daily Lesson Framework Overview or part one of this short series, Breaking It Down, the part about norming the class, go check those out first and then come on back. Today we're going to be talking about the reading workshop portion of the Daily Lesson Framework. Now, there's a lot of details and a lot of different ways to do this part of the framework. So I'm going to kind of break it down into a bunch of different options and you can pick any of them and you'll still be doing a great thing for your students. So shortly put and quickly stated, the reading workshop portion of class is to get students eyes on text. So if they can be reading something in the target language that they can understand, make sure it's comprehensible, you are doing this part of class correctly. Now, timing-wise, this part of class is usually about five to 10 minutes for me, and I'll talk about some of the different options that I do that are shorter or longer. And this is a big area where I find that sometimes a lot of teachers spend a lot of time, and if you have block, this is a really easy way for you to make the daily lesson framework a little bit longer because you can pick more than one strategy for this portion of class. I also hear a lot of teachers say like, well, does my reading workshop need to be on the same topic as my guided oral input? For example, if you're uni using Tina Hargaden and CI Liftoff's free year of curriculum or the curriculum that came with the um, Padlets from Curriculum Club, a lot of times teachers will say, well, wait, why are we you know, looking at this little infographic or this little thing about fruit, but yet we're going to be talking about describing places. So number one, some little bits of background information for you. Um, this part of the class is really to get the students' brains warmed up and thinking in the target language. In fact, that's actually what I say to my students in class. Like, all right, we're going to get our brains warmed up and switched into Spanish mode, um, and so then we'll go into our reading workshop for the day. Also, the reading text types that are included in the free year of curriculum and on the padlets are actually based off of IB text types. So you'll see that there are infographics, recipes, journal entries, um, etc. And that's because that's what IB will have students need to be familiar with. They also tend to focus on the same um, literacy and language function of the cycle and phase. So, you know, in cycle one, phase one, all of those um, text types are really like describing places and in cycle one phase three for example there's like biographies talking about different people so it, it is similarly related it just may not be on the same content but whether it's on the same content or not you don't have to use those texts that are included so for reading workshop there are, I would say, three or four main different kinds of texts that I'll use during this time I'll go from like shortest to longest and like least scaffolded, I mean most scaffolded to least scaffolded for your students. So in the beginning of the year during reading workshop, I will often pull out our um, write and discuss text from the day before. Now if you've just had students copy it down during the norming the class portion like I discussed, you may not want to reuse it or you may want to reuse it in a different way. Right, So if I have not had them copy it down because I have 45-minute class periods, um, I will pull out that text and we will read through it. 
Some days I will literally just read it to them in Spanish and then have the whole class chorally translated into English. Some days I will read it to them in Spanish sentence by sentence and I will have volunteers tell me what each sentence means. Sometimes I will um, read it in Spanish and then we'll go back through in English and I will like chorally translate it into English, but like I'll pause on a word and then it's their job to say the English word um, like where I have chosen not to to make sure they're kind of with me. Or sometimes I'll do um, like a volleyball translation activity. So if you're not sure what that is, I have a what, how episode about volleyball translation or volleyball reading um, and some different twists on that strategy. So that is the previous day's shared writing text or previous lessons, or you could pull some out from earlier in the year. It doesn't really matter because you're just getting their brains warmed up into Spanish, getting their eyes on text, rereading, um, getting more input that is comprehensible to them. So I would say that that's probably the most scaffolded because you have just literally written that earlier in the week or earlier in the year. So you know the students are going to know what it means, right? So that's a way to pump up their confidence with reading. Another option that you could do during this time is you could be doing things. Oh, I lied. I definitely have like five different things I do during this time. Sorry, I'll get to all of them, but maybe this will give you some new ideas. Another option that I will use during this time is I will use them or I will read a um, one of the novels from my classroom library and I will pull it out and read it under my document camera to my students. So the re there's a couple reasons why I do this. Number one, it gives me reading material so I don't have to write something on my own. And number two, it helps students to see that the books that are going to be in the reading library that we're going to read, that we're going to start reading later on during free choice reading, they aren't too scary. Because I don't know about you, but I have a lot of students that hate reading. They hate it. And a lot of times it's because they have maybe not developed as strong of reading skills and reading habits, and so they feel dumb, quite honestly, when they read because it's hard for them. So my goal of pulling these books out is to, number one, show them that they are easy enough for them to read, and number two, that they're interesting. I may or may not read a whole book during reading workshop each day. Um, not, not each day. Oh, my gosh. I mean, over multiple days, like I might read a chapter or even just like a page each day. Um, but sometimes what I like to do is I like to read like the first three or four chapters, like during reading workshop to the students, um, and get them really interest, interested and invested in the book. And then I'll be like, Oh, guess you can pick that one up later if you want to see what happens. And then they're like, Oh man. But like you're piquing their interest in different titles. So that's also a pretty scaffolded reading workshop activity because I am leading the class. I don't go through and translate everything into English. Um, I might on the first day or two to get them rolling, but then after that I might just look for main ideas or have them translate parts of the paragraph or things that like stick out that might be harder or um, things that they can't miss in order to understand the plot. So another strategy to get them ready for um, to get them ready for free choice reading coming up. I don't start that usually until at least after the first month of school so that their brains are fully in Spanish mode, um, is to do like a library tour. So you might do this in the first language or the target language, depending on the level of your students, where you just walk over to your classroom library, you talk about the different kinds of books you have and what are they going to look for when they start reading, um, all these like 
ways to set up free choice reading. And if you scroll way back in episodes of my podcast, that's actually the very first podcast I made was about setting up free choice reading. So if you want a more in-depth example, that would be the place to go. You could do book talks where you pull a book off the shelf and in the target language, you very comprehensively and slowly maybe describe what's on the picture and maybe a couple of... um, plot points from the book. Um, It helps if you have read the books, but if you haven't, you can read the description on the back. You can open it up, page through it, look at a couple pages, and you can pull out a few things to tell students that happened during the book. Um, Another thing you might do is called like I call it speed dating with books, but it could be like book tasting that I've seen people describe it as, where like you know, each student will pull a book off the shelf that they might be interested in and you give them like two minutes to look at it and to kind of look through the pages and they kind of make a list of different books that they're interested in or might want to read. This is a really good way to kind of get a a running start to free choice reading because then they already have like three or four books after they've kind of passed them around and looked at a bunch of them that they might be interested in. And that way the first day you start free choice reading and they go over to the library to pick something they're not going to just be sitting there staring, being like, I don't have anything I want to read because that has happened to me before. So that's kind of like on-ramp strategies to free choice reading. Obviously, another reading workshop strategy would be free choice reading. If you're going to do free choice reading, I highly recommend you check out Tina Hargadon's um, rubric for the Habits of Strong Readers. Um, You don't need to actually grade them on this if you don't want to, um, but it's a really good way to have students kind of reflect on the choices they're making during reading time to get the most out of it. You also need to kind of get their buy-in. So we talk a little bit about how um, how much reading is good for their language acquisition and how much faster they can acquire new words through reading instead of just memorizing them. Um, and so I'll take a whole day during free choice reading time, I mean, excuse me, during reading workshop time to just go through this rubric. Um, And I will try to remember to link it in the description notes of this episode. And so basically it talks about how, you know, they're able to pick a book and they find a spot to read and then they stay in that spot. If they're moving or anything, it's not distracting anyone else, um, that they're actually reading the book and not just faking it and things like that. So it's kind of teaching them the skills that they need to be a strong reader. So I kind of like set all that up and then we actually launch into free choice reading. So you do need to build the student's reading stamina um, because it's a skill that they might not do. Um, maybe in their language arts classes. I know at our school, our, our language arts classes do free choice reading um, for 10 minutes every day. That's how they start their ELA block. And so my students are used to sitting and kind of reading for 10 minutes. So I know that I could ask them to read for that long And they wouldn't think otherwise. But their brains are doing a lot of work. If they're actually reading the text, our classes are quite rigorous for students because their brains are having to stay in the target language and make meaning from it and really digest it. And so that's why I don't like to start with a full 10 minutes. So in all of my classes, I will start with like five minutes of reading time. And I will have a student whose job it is to be like the timer person, or I have a timer on my big interactive new line um, touchscreen TV where I can set a timer. And then we will slowly work up. So like, especially with my eighth grade, 
we will probably do a week at five minutes and then we'll do a week at six minutes, a week at seven minutes, and then a week at eight minutes. And then my rule for my classes, because I teach fifth through eighth grade, is you will never read for less minutes than the grade you're in. So eighth grade will always read for at least eight minutes, max of 10. Um, seventh grade will always read for at least seven, max of 10. Again, I max it out at 10 because I don't want them to too much of a good thing is, you know, not a good thing. They can tire of it quickly. Um, but I do also have like a decision maker in my classes. That's a jo- also a job, the decider, as I call them. Um, I ask them how long to read for. And sometimes they're really weird. They'll be like, eight minutes and 39 seconds. And we're like, okie dokie. Um, and so that's how long we read for. If you are a block teacher, you may want to... Um, do free choice reading and also have them read the previous day or lessons write and discuss um, and do like a volleyball reading or um, a write inside the story or um, a choral translation because you have the time and this is a good place where you can extend parts of the framework as well. So the last thing The last reading workshop activity that I have done and is a nice option for this time is if you are, if you're really, really into um, class novels, so the whole class is kind of all working through the same novel at a time, this would be a great time to work on a class novel. So there's a couple of different ways you could do this, and I'm going to have to make a separate podcast episode about teaching a class novel using the daily lesson framework, but I'll try to give you a taste of it now. Basically, what happens is you don't just plunk the book in their hands and read through it. You're going to probably want, unless you know it's going to be really easy for them, like super comprehensible and that they all can understand it, then you could you could have like the whole class read together one day for 10 minutes. The next day you could have them read in partners or in small groups or um, on their own and you could just slowly read through this, this class text and maybe take five minutes to kind of discuss what happened or what's going on in it. But obviously then you're not milking it for all the content that it's that is included or maybe the cultural aspects of the text or... Um, there's other pieces of the text that you'd like to pull out and elaborate on more. So something that you can do is you can, the day before you actually give them the book to read during the guided oral input section of class, you can actually like pre-teach them something that's going to happen. So for example, I like to teach the book Tumba um, to my students around Dia de los Muertos, and then we culminate that with watching Coco. So I'll kind of take a break from the cycles and phases. So I'll try to wrap up whatever cycle or phase I'm in at the moment, and I will give a checkpoint assessment. And then I will like take a break, and I will spend like a week or two, um, which for me is a maximum of eight classes, like six to eight classes, on this class novel. So what I'll do is I don't want to bore them all with reading because not all of them might be interested in this, right? So what I'll do is the guided oral input section of class the day before I give them the book, I will maybe do kind of like a visual, a visual story, visual description describing the characters and like some of the things that happen. So in Tumba, for example, they introduce us to like the two main characters, Alex E. David, and then they also like talk a little bit about the, um, the school systems in Mexico where these students go to school and like the difference between private and public schools and also like how some, some groups of kids go to school from like seven to noon and another group goes from like one to five or whatever. And so I'll like, 
pre-teach them all of those things because they're not going to have the background information to easily grasp that in a book, right? But if I pre-teach it to them the day before and then on day two during reading workshop, we read through chapter one together. Now that's going to be a really easy read for them. So you can kind of do that where you kind of pre-cover some main things and then the next day you actually read the text that it was about, or maybe there's not a ton of like big events that happen in a couple of the chapters, and you can like summarize those with a visual story during guided oral input, and then you don't actually read them. Maybe you skip, maybe we read chapters one and chapter two together during reading workshop, and maybe that day I tell them the main events that happened in chapters three and four, but I don't feel like the class actually needs to read them, So that, but I told them the important information, right, so they're not missing any gaps of the story, so then the next day we jump to chapter five. And so that's how you can kind of read a class novel quickly by utilizing the daily framework. So those are some of the different options of text that I use during the reading workshop time of the daily framework. So just to, just to review, because I know I covered a lot of information, you can reread yesterday's or a previous class text from the write and discuss shared writing portion of class. Um, and then you can do a lot of different things with that. You can um, read a novel together with the teacher kind of doing like a read aloud, but still I use it under a document camera so students can get their eyes on the text as I read. Um, you can kind of prepare students for free choice reading, library walkthrough, book talks, book tasting, um, going through the habits of strong readers rubric and all of that actually doing free choice reading and then the fifth option that I like to use sometimes would be kind of reading a, cla a class novel quickly the fast way. So I hope that helps give you some different ideas and again if you have block you might want to double up on some of these because this is a really po easy portion of class where you can maybe you could spend 15 to 20 minutes on reading by and you're still breaking it up so it doesn't feel long to students maybe they do eight minutes of free choice reading and then maybe you come back and do like seven minutes of working with yesterday's write and discuss text if you have shorter classes like i do 45 minutes i really keep it to one activity five to ten minutes long and then we move into our guided oral input so i hope this is helpful and gives you some ideas for what you can do during the reading workshop portion of class